0: or even through all the content available on our YouTube page. Hey, our prayer is that God uses this message to change your life and that you could become a dynamic disciple of Jesus. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this message. I just wanna say a little bit more. Rachel talked about this, but we begin 21 days of prayer today. And for us, this is kind of, uh, this is a sacred season. This is a season where we want to all together spend time alone with Jesus. And so um, let me just re-highlight. One of the things that uh, she mentioned is that we have these prayer journals right out here. And we've had this exact journal in the past. And um, if you already have one, uh, then you can just leave these and keep using the one that you have. Uh, But if you need one, then these are free to you uh, to take. And the goal is, is that you would develop this time alone with God each day. And so even the messaging that we're working on in this series, it's called Book of Prayers, will be about spending time alone with God. In addition to, uh, to the, the prayer journal, um, we've developed this, uh, it's, it's, it's a 21 days in the Gospel of John, where we have authors from our church. So if you read these names, these are all leaders in our church. And each day, there's a, uh, a reading out of So John 1 and then John 2, and we work 21 days right through the Gospel of John. And so I want to invite you to pick up one of these. There's also on your seat a little card here that uh, has a QR code, and you can um, get the workbook digitally if you'd like that as well. And so that's available, and uh, I think it's significant. My hope is is that all of us grow um, in our relationship with Jesus over these next 21 days. And so um, it's not just what happens on Sundays, it's what's going on in the heart between Sundays that really makes Sundays uh, awesome and uh, makes us a difference and a light and a radiant light in our city. And so let's focus on that Monday through Saturday relationship as well. Uh, So we're going to go after that. It's going to be awesome. Also, I want to just give a big announcement, and that is uh, that we have a new uh, discipleship pastor here at Radiant Church. And... um, You don't know him. He's a young guy, uh, but his name is Pastor Hal Perkins. Dad, will you stand real quick? Come on, stand up. I love you. I'm so excited and uh, heart and soul, baby. So anyway, as we uh, begin our small group semester coming up, um, he's going to be taking the lead there. And so I'm very elated about that. This is a fun season in my life. Um, And we will have small group training uh, on September 4th. And so uh, that's a Sunday, and that'll be in uh, both right right after both services, right out here. If you're unable to make it that day, and you'd like to be a, a small group leader then we'll also have it available uh, digitally on Zoom that week. And so we'll be giving you more on that information. But I wanna encourage you to be praying about, um, during 21 days, about taking a step in discipleship and leading a small group. Uh, And then uh, as we get closer to that semester starting, we'll encourage you to jump into a small group if you uh, are not leading one. All right, you have your Bibles. Let's go, Exodus chapter three. And I want to read for you Uh, out of Exodus 33. Exodus 33 is where I'm going to end, but I'd like you to go to Exodus 3 because I want to take this next series and I want to work on your relationship with God. And by, by looking at some of the different people in the scriptures and their relationship with God, I think it'll give us insight into how we can be people that have a dynamic prayer life or devotional life or life with God. So in addition to um, what we read in the scriptures, in addition to um, uh, maybe hearing sermons, reading books, one of the things that's been helpful for me in my own life when it comes to spending time with God is looking at other people. Not to copy them, but to learn from them. So I've read books by pastors and leaders, and they talk about how they spend time alone with God. Or I've listened to audio CDs that are Somebody praying, and it's, it's, it's teaching me how to pray. And of course, we know that the disciples looked at Jesus and said, teach us to pray. And that's where we get the Lord's Prayer. And that's ultimately the model. We've taught on that before. I want to take a series and look at some of the people that we look at in the Scriptures and just if we could lean in on how they pray. Like, what does it look like in their own prayer life? Because I I think sometimes it's easier for us to look at maybe people in the scriptures and think, uh, you know, of course they're not real people. They're that's a different era. They can't. There's no way that I could put their prayer life uh, and learn from it because my life is too busy, too different, too hard. It's a it's the technology age. I've got too much responsibility. But imagine with me if you were to take we'll take we're going to take Moses today and take some of the greats that we read about that didn't start off close with God, but became close with God. And you and I tend to have excuses as to why we are distant from God. My dream for us is for us to grow in maturity so at the end of 21 days, you would say, I am closer to Jesus today than I was when we started, and that this season of 21 days would set you on a trajectory in your life to grow closer and closer with God. So Exodus chapter 33 Says this, it's just, and this is where I'm going to go, because this is where I, this is what I want for you. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face, as one speaks to a friend. What's the vision? What's the dream of this message today? It's that you would grow in becoming a friend of God. That we as a church would grow at becoming friends of God. Ian Bounds said, "God's conquering days are when the saints have given themselves to mightiest prayer." So I'm believing, God, that this will be a season for us in the fall that's a harvest and that these days of prayer will lead us into days of conquering, lead us into, a de- into days of being so spirit-filled, so close to God that it's not fruit that we generate on our own, but it's God through us. So let's pray together and we'll look at Moses today. Everybody out there? You all right? You okay? All right, let's pray. Father, we love you today and I just thank you for this church. I thank you for the, um, the men and women that have decided to follow Jesus. Thank you for the young people in our church that are vibrant. I, I'm looking through this booklet and I'm seeing, I'm seeing people of every age group. I'm seeing men and women. I'm seeing such diversity of people that have taken time to write a devotional. And it just speaks to me of the way that you're using a local church of every people of live across the city, all over town, people joining online and in the room. And God, you're at work. So it's not a special kind of person. It's not, it's not a certain kind of person that can be close to God. It's all of us that draw near. And we ask that you would work supernaturally in our hearts to create a hunger in us to be people that are close to you. We love you today. We honor you in Jesus' name, amen. I, I want to look at, uh, I'm going to call it four prayers, but three scenes in the life of Moses. So four, four prayers, but there's three different scenes. And we'll just call the three scenes uh, Exodus chapter three, Exodus 17, and Exodus 33. Let's just start here, Exodus three. And, I, and I, what I want you to see is, I actually want you to see some of Moses' immaturity, some of his inexperience, some of his flesh. Some of it is insecurity early on, because where we're going, we read Exodus 33, and we think, oh yeah, show me your glory, friend of God, go in the tent, be with God, face radiant, on the mountain, whoa, that's, that's, that's Moses, that's not me, I, I, I work in a real job in Kansas City, facing real, so we tend to have reasons, excuses, as to why that's for somebody else but not me, but I want you to just be encouraged. Because Moses doesn't start off that way. He starts off just like you and I, with excuses. Bag full of excuses. Bag full of pain. Just like every time I sit at Starbucks and I talk to somebody and they give me all the reasons why I can't be close to God. We all tend to do that. It's not just you. And Moses did too. So God, coming near. He's got a mission for Moses. Exodus 3. And you know the story of Moses. Moses, this deliverer, who has a baby supernaturally God rescues and he spends 40 years in the palace. Then he spends 40 years as a shepherd. And now he's got the moment, he's 80 years old, just getting started for what God has for him. And here's the moment where God comes to him. It says this, verse four. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. In this, in this time, in, this, in, in Jewish culture, to say your name twice, was, it, was, it was endearment. It's like what it is in the south to say, what's well, up, y'all? It's like that. It's, it's, it's kindness. It's a friendship. What's up, bro? I mean, it's, it's, it, that's, so Moses, Moses, don't, don't picture, because um, this happens multiple times where God starts an invitation and it's, it's one of kindness and friendship. He says this, and Moses said, here I am. Real simple. My prayer is that when God draws near to you, that your response would be, here I am. Verse five, do not come any closer, God said take off your sandals. So this idea of, of taking off your sandals, this would have been like reverence. It would have been uh, like if you were to go into a holy place or a place to keep clean, it would, it's just a, it's a sign of reverence. And so this is kind of a spiritual way of saying uh, uh, reverence, take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground. And then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And at this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God interesting moments here where Moses has this invitation from God, and, I, and, and God talks about his fathers. So he says, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So I want to connect you to a storyline. I've, I've, I've walked with, used fathers before you, and now I'm coming after you. That's my dream for some of you. There's some of you that um, it wouldn't necessarily be fathers, although it might be family. It could be friends. It could be coworkers. could be that someone invited you to Radiant today and you're not necessarily someone that uh, walks close with God. You know about God. But you've seen God in that person's life in the same way that, that God would say to Moses, I am the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And he's coming in and out. That the nature of the, of the relationship is, is, I want relationship with you. My hope is that you would respond like, Moses here and begin a relationship with God. And that, that the knowledge about God would not be a substitute for a relationship with God. And that you would develop this friendship. I think in our culture today, it's easy for you to think, oh, these are the God experts. There's a guy on stage that's screaming. There's a girl up there, uh, you know, with a, a purple coat on that seems really excited about Jesus. And they're the God experts, you know. And, and it's easy for you to think, so, so just the same way that I have a God expert for my, or sorry, a car expert, the same way that I might have a medical expert. And, and in today's age, in the information age, and in all the information that's available to us, I think it's really real to want, I need an, I know that David Perkins, I need an expert to help me with my car because I know nothing. It's just, I go to Jiffy Lube and even what that guy says is like Spanish to me. I'm like... Break it down even simpler. And he's like, let me say it easier. And I'll say, put the cookies lower. Just say it differently. Like, what do I, you know, I mean, just, I, and you need experts. So you might need that in medical. You might need that with cars. You might need that with finance. But don't do that with God. Don't, don't think that when it comes to your relationship with God, I'm just going to let somebody else be my God expert. My kind of God guru that I learned from. No, 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 no. No, you've been given this invitation. If there's anything about your life that you say, I actually, can't. I'm grateful for everybody that helps me away. Every, anybody that I, I watch on YouTube, or I, I learn in a message, or I, an author, or something. But that's not a substitute. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be close. Easy for Abraham to think, yeah, I'm Jewish descent. I got, I got this story about kind of the, being in the Nile, and my mom telling me some of these stories. And But when the invitation comes from God, hey, Moses, Moses, two times. And I think the Lord would look at you and give your name today. Hey, Tom, Tom, Rachel, Rachel, how, how, Jim, Jim, Nathan, Nathan. You're wondering if I'm going to say your name, right? Adeline, Adeline, right? I got a relationship. I want relationship with you. My hope is that in these 21 days that you would go, okay, experts of the past are awesome. Experts in the present are awesome but I'm going to go, and I'm going to know God. I'm going to draw near. I'm going to be close. And he says, um, this Moses hit his face, which this is beautiful uh, because this is Moses being reverent, Moses revering God. I was meditating on this and just thinking about if you're Moses, what's, what's the internal life of Moses right here? Um, I, I think of it almost like he's wrestling because Imagine if you had grown up in a house where your, your, your nurse, your, your biological Jewish mother taught you about Yahweh. And yet, you are the son of Pharaoh's daughter living in the palace, having all the wealth of the land, teaching you about the gods of Egypt. Teaching you about the wealth of Egypt. And you really have two pathways you really grow up potentially uh, uh, divide, And many Bible scholars will even talk about Moses going out and, and that wrestling, that waking up to his calling, where all of a sudden he, he goes out. And you know the story where he, he kills the Egyptian and, and he's wrestling. He's, God's, God's got a calling and a purpose on his life to be a deliverer. And he kind of takes a, a step where he kills this a, a Egyptian and then he runs and he flees. And, and there's this internal turmoil. Now he's 40 years in the palace. Now he's 40 years out as a shepherd. And now there's a conversation coming with Yahweh where he says, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The, let me tell you the plan that I have for you. I've got something for you. And I just think that for you, you have often have an internal wrestling. You know what your palace Egypt story is. All of us do. We know what it is to have something inside of us say, Here's how I could go develop real comfort, real, real applause, real ease versus the song that Murray just led us in. You can have it all, Lord. And you could probably have a wrestling inside of you. Which way? Some of us will say, I'll tell you, I can't do the 21 days alone with God. Come on, man. I got, I, I, I just, I'm such, I'm, such, I'm such a busy person. I am such a big deal. I have so much business to do. I got to mow my yard, baby. And, and, and we do have a lot to do. And I'm not asking you not to do those things. I'm just inviting you to, to pray first. I'm not saying in substitute for those things. I'm just talking about getting proper order. And so here's the introduction. And just like Moses and God had this introduction, I think he would, he would come and start a conversation with you. And then he says this, he goes, verse, it says, so now go, I'm sending you. And i will skip forward to verse 10. I'm sending you to Pharaoh. I'm gonna call this prayer of insignificance because I think this is how we feel. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, Israelites out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I? Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? This is often the response of the person filled with flesh. No, 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 who am I? What, no, 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 no. Somebody else, I can't. And God said, I will be with you. This phrase in verse 12, this is is a fun phrase, because when we get to Exodus 33, this is the lifeblood of Moses' passion. When When you get to Exodus 33, what Moses is saying is, God, if you don't go with us, do not send us up from here. We don't want to go. Your presence is what distinguishes us from everybody else in the world. And if you're not going with me, then I don't want to go. But here in chapter three, he treats this lightly. I will be with you. And this will be a sign to you that I've I've sent you. When you have brought the people up out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. He says, you're gonna come right back here. And Moses said to God, suppose I go. Can you feel it? Can you feel the arrogance? The fear? The hesitancy? Not the quick yes. And, And I'm giving you this because, man, as I was reading this, I honestly felt a little bit encouraged. Because this is how I feel sometimes. I've had moments in my life where my yes to God looked so overwhelming. What? Me? Surely another way? Oh, you want me to give how much? You want me to pray how much? You want me to go where? You want me to... But that will, that will cost greatly... so this will be a sign to you that it is I who have sent you. And when you have brought the people up out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? You feel it? Okay. Then what am I going to do? So mature Moses, this is not how mature Moses in Exodus 33 will respond. He's not, he, he, by that time, he has seen the Red Sea split. By that time, he has seen the plagues. By that time, he's been interacting with God nonstop. We've got 30 chapters, and the, the mature Moses is, doesn't ask for the details. The mature Moses is like, You go with us, we good, baby. But the immature Moses, just getting started, he's got a lot of commentary about himself. He's pretty confident in his own opinions. Verse chapter four, Moses answered, what if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you. So then God gives him a couple more. He turns the rod into the snake and he puts his hand in, turns his hand, pulls it out and it's leprous, puts it back and it's healed. God shows Moses his power right then, right there, out of God's kindness and goodness to show Moses how powerful that he is. Even though he's standing in front of a burning bush, And Moses is still questioning. Look at verse 10. Moses said to the Lord, pardon your servant. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouths? I just love that phrase. Every time you make an excuse to God, oh, I'm just, I don't know. If you had made me different, I would obey. If you had given me more, I would obey. If you had given me a job where it gave me, I had more capacity to do more, I would spend time with God. If, you, if, if, if this thing wasn't such a high expense, then I would, you feel, and here's what God says. Who gave human beings our mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go. So your excuses don't stop me from giving you the assignment I originally had. You haven't talked me out of this yet. I've got a calling on your life. Now go. I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. It's that same thing. I'll be with you. But Moses said, pardon your servant, Lord. Send somebody else. And before we talk, Exodus 33, friend of God, supernatural hungry, show me your glory. I want your favor more than anything. You, you, you. I just want you to see Moses right here where he starts off. Why? Because today's the first day of 21 days of prayer. So, if inside of you you hear us say, let's spend time alone with God each day for 21 days. And you go, whoo! That's <laughs> for somebody else. Hey, let's go to a different church. The church to a tits. I want to invite you to just think, okay, that's where Moses, that's where Moses started. He said, Wow, that sounds not me. I don't know what to say. I can't persuade people. I can't speak publicly. And look at God's response. Just look, verse 14, I'm just reading the Bible. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses. And he said, it burned against him, but God helped him. Isn't that interesting? God's anger burned against Moses all for this response. But God's still pushing this agenda. And he says, all right, what about your brother Aaron, the Levite? I know he can speak well. He is already on the way to meet you and he will be glad to see you. I'll, I'll help you out. So here's Moses. And his whole language in this first introductory prayer conversation is, I, 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 I. And that's kind of how, you know, that's how little kids are, right? It's just all they see is themselves. It's often how we are spiritually immature. It's mostly what we talk about. But but when you get to Exodus 33, where we're going to end is Moses. And he's just, the primary conversation is not about himself. He's going, show me your glory. I can show you a little bit, but not all. Show me your glory. If your presence doesn't go, I don't want to go. If you're not going with me, I I want your favor. We need the favor of God. Show me your ways. Show me your glory. Show me your favor. It's about you. That's my dream for us to get to in 21 days. And God's coming along, and he's going to invite you to things. He's going to invite you to take your step. And you right now, you're going, I don't know that I could... I don't know that I could respond with my yes. I don't know that I could give, you can have it all, Lord. But one of the things that we as Americans do is we love to plan and strategically work everything out so that we can live our lives without God. So that I don't have to give everything to God. I live in the information age. Whatever I need, I can find a plan, a website, and an expert to show me how to do it. But... God's inviting you to what he's showing you, and he'll call you to something supernatural. He'll invite you into a relationship where he's got a supernatural calling on your life, but it's going to take steps of faith, and you won't ever be able to get there if you have to have the whole thing mapped out. And there's a moment where you take that step of faith, you... I, you can have it all, Lord. You can have it all. I don't know how these blanks get filled in. And then God says, mm, we'll split the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. We'll have some plagues. Mm, how about if I end up sending some bread from heaven? Mm, how about some water from the rock? Moses had none of those details. And on the front side, he's hesitant. When we, we went to start this church and move here from another city I just remember this is a confession of me like Moses. I said to a pastor, I'm on the phone, and I said, Yeah, I feel like this is the Lord's calling me to plant a church in Kansas City. And I started to say, and he said, Well, then you should go. You just said a sentence that you need to obey. And I said, Yeah, but. And I started giving some of the yeah, buts, just like. Moses, yeah, but I can't speak. Yeah, but I can't do this. Yeah, but, and I was like, I, I don't know. What are they like there? I don't know. I, what, 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 I don't know where we would have church. I don't know. Will, will people come to prayer How do you start it? I, we, don't, we don't have the funds. We don't have, and I'll never forget this pastor telling me, sounds like compromise. You should go. I don't want to hear that because I want all the blanks filled in. I don't know where we're going to meet. I never heard of Overland Trail Middle School. I didn't know what it was like in Overland Park. Right? But on the backside, after the yes, yo, babe, what's up? Shall we go? We go. Let's go. Head east. And all of a sudden, after the yes, the miracles start to pop up. Hey, there's this place called Blue Valley. They'll let you meet at this middle school in the cafeteria. Oh, okay, in the cafeteria. Is there any places that have like beautiful auditoriums that we can rent? No, cafeterias. What's up? All right, let's go with that. Sounds good. Hey, Nathan's here. Turns out Nathan's brilliant. Yes. Hey, I got this buddy, Nathan. Hey, Nathan, what do you you got some gifts in? I do everything. For you are good to me. My 12-year-old, dad, I'll make some videos. Some people along the way, hey, let's start a prayer meeting in the house. People starting to encounter God and little God activity and people's lives getting put back together. Never on the, you can't see it. You just, it's on the other side of that. Yes, it's on the other side. And God goes, I'll take care of you. Just trust me. A little guy named Kiefer came along make stuff on a computer, a little wizard with graphics. We had no money. I said, Hey man, I can't pay you. I don't have any money to pay you. And he goes, that's all right. I said, I got this Apple watch. He's like, I'll take it. So (laughs) just giving stuff away, trying to get this thing going. My point is this. When you start that off, it's okay to right now go like, God, if I, if I take these steps all in alone with God, that, I honestly think there's a God that looks at you and he's gentle, he's patient, he's calling you friend. Hey, Nathan, Nathan, how, how, Aaron, Aaron, friend, let's go. Yeah. Just just come, just walk with me. Exodus three, my, my, my hope is that you would just begin your journey and if you, and, and most of us are already on the journey with God, but I wanna invite you to accelerate it, get close know that he sees that flesh and he's working. That's the part that as I meditated on this just baffled me. Like he didn't smite him. He just said, I'll send Aaron, but let's go. It doesn't mean it's over. So then let's just keep going. Third one is this. So my ideas here are this, is this what I call this prayer of insignificance. And then this next one is this prayer of intercession. Because I think all of us have this insignificant, why me? And then this prayer of intercession. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but in Exodus 17, it's the famous story where now Moses, he's gone in. and there, there's, You can read so much prayers of Moses in the scriptures. There's a lot. Specifically in Exodus, there's, a, there's about 20 different prayers we could lean into. Uh, at this point, Moses now, he's been dialoguing with God, del- all the plagues, uh, cross the Red Sea. Um, there's this great prayer where he just sings praise to God. That would have been a great one where he just thanks God. But now he's in this place of more maturity. Exodus 17 is this great story where they fight the Amalekites and Moses just goes on top of the hill. And the reason why I want you to see this one is because when he raises his staff, this symbol of God with him, the staff that he raised at the Red Sea, the staff that he used with Pharaoh, if he raises the staff, then the people of God begin to win. And when he lowers his hands, then the Amalekites begin to win. And it's this beautiful picture of prayer that there's a physical battle going on and there's a spiritual battle going on simultaneously. And Moses has taken this position of intercession for the people of God. And I just want you to see his dependence on God. Because when I read Exodus 3, I hear mostly independent Moses. Me, my, my, I, 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 but... But now, as he's walked with God, as he's seen some victories, as he's kind of a different Moses, he's the great prophet of God, and now in Exodus 17, he's just like, Joshua, you go lead with the swords and the spears, and I'll go up on the hill. And I've got, if we we have God in the battle, we have everything. If we don't have God, we have nothing. We got to do both. We got to be in the real physical battle. But, but we need God. And we get, if we get God, we win. John Wesley, who said, prayer's where the action is. There, there's a real beauty in actually believing that and not just thinking, oh, that's for the strange people at the church. That's what a lot of people do. Oh, a prayer, the prayer people, the weird people. I want to invite you. Be one of the weird people. Go all in. Oh, no, no, that's just for the, the crazy people in the fellowship hall. I just, I have not, that's me. No, 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 yeah. The, the kind of people that have stepped out of self-help and moved into God-dependence. And they're the people that say, if we have God, we have it all. If we have God, God, we just want you. So God, just have your way. So God, we can come up with 17 different strategies, but if we have you, we will win. And that's Moses' place. He's just going, get those hands up, baby even when I'm tired. Hey, Aaron, come over here. Lift that hand. That's the boss's brother around. Hey, her. Her, the man. You lift this one right here. Let's go. And he's got her and little brother. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Hold up my hands, even when it gets tired. and I'm telling you, almost everybody I know that gives their life to intercession long-term gets tired. The, The intercessory team, I mean, week after week, year after year, Like it's laboring in the spiritual realm. Easy. We need each other. We need, you need an Aaron. You need a her. That's a dude that helps you. And you pray. Watchman Nee said, Satan's strategy is to put everything related to the Lord before prayer and make prayer the least important matter. Satan's strategy. Woo. I mean... If your first name is Watchman, you're going to be a man of prayer. You know, like easy for us to think that way. Okay. Last one is this. So there's that, 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 that prayer of introduction, then that prayer of insignificance. And I'm just going after that prayer of intercession. And I just want to conclude with this. I'm going to call it the prayer of identity. Cause this is where we go. Wow. This is mature Moses. This is Moses. Who's been walking with God. This is, this is old Moses. This is the Moses that we mostly talk about because this is the one that blows our minds. But I want to start with where he started because we all have to start somewhere. Yeah. Yep. And when we, about, when we just talk about mighty Moses, then many people punt on deep devotional life because they think it's only for the super Christians. But punk moses who was saying "Send somebody i mean can you imagine i'm just i i, I told dawson i don't really want to say this because i'm scared moses is gonna like beat me up in heaven one day for this and i'm scared i want to i kind of want to be in with him but i just want to i'm nervous about saying what i'm gonna say but when i read this i think i mean god's a, a theophany god's appearing to you burning bush god's giving you an assignment god i mean you talk about amazing and I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And you're looking at God saying, send somebody else. I don't know, I can't talk. I don't know. I mean, starts off a little cocky. Or, I mean, you would say maybe maybe humble. No matter how you look at it, when you're not saying yes to God, it's flesh. You can call it pride. You can call it kind of false humility. All those things. But at the core, it is not God central. It's me central. But by the end... After he's walked with God, after he's seen God move, after he's just, you are bigger and stronger than Pharaoh and the mightiest armies on the planet, and you send fire to lead us by night, he has changed his posture towards God. And by Exodus 33, the prayers of Moses don't sound like the prayers of younger Moses. And he says, if your presence, verse 15, doesn't go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you're pleased with me and, and, and with your people unless you go with us? What will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, ooh, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am, I am pleased with you and I know you by name, Moses, Moses. Now he's saying, you're my, you're my identity. I don't even know who I am without you. In chapter three, he was, he was reading self-help books and podcasting nonstop about himself. All his audio books were about who he was, what he could do, what his talents are, what his finances look like, what his world looked like, who he was. His conversations were filled with Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, 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 God. Yeah, I kind of did the God thing, but you know, it doesn't have Me. Here's, here's my future. Here are my friends. Here's my space. Here's my life. But man, you read Exodus 33. And he's saying, now show me your glory. If you don't go with us, I don't want to go. I, I'm, I got this umbilical cord that's spiritually attached to you. We've been doing life together. I've said yes to what you call me to. I don't I'm so close to you. You've been so good to me. I have lived in the goodness of God. I don't I don't if you don't go with me, I don't want to go. You're my identity. You're my life. You're my friend you're my provider. You're our healer. You lead us. You give us food. You give us drink. You help us be, win battles against the Amalekites. I don't know anything but life with you. I don't want the promised land. I don't want, I don't want the, the feasts, the farmland. Those, I'd rather be in the wilderness. I'd rather be in the desert. I'd rather be here because my whole identity is formed around my relationship with you. It's who I am now. There was a day that I didn't have this kind of relationship, but I do now. And this is what I live for. This is, this is what I am. So if you're not going, I ain't going. If your presence doesn't go, I'm not going. I've tasted it. I've seen that you're good. I've been close. I like you. You've changed me. So my prayer is that we would transition. And we go get with God and watch the little journey change. I know temptation is to... Live in chapter three. I'm going to post myself, baby. Uh, I'm going to get every book I can. I'm going to discover everything I can about me. Make my life work. But most of the time, the people that have spent years and years getting close to God, what's on their tongue? It's not usually how great they are or what they've done or what they can do in the future. It's just Oh, God. And the immature Christians look at him and go, You're irrelevant. You don't understand the real world. And they look back with tears in their eyes. And they say, I know a bigger world. I don't need to know the details. I might not be able to articulate all the problems in the world. But I know one answer, one solution, one friend, and he's been faithful before, he'll be faithful again. My identity is wrapped up. That's why you're called a Christian. I'm identified with Christ. Everything in my life is around God. And I to invite you to take 21 days. You could even take, you could even take the exact four points that I just made in this message. And you could just start off and you could just introduce yourself. Hey, God, just talk to him. Just start a relationship. And I'm not saying you have to write it. I like to write it. That's why I give journals. I was a, I was a youth pastor for 20 years. And I said, one day when I'm on, I'm gonna like give people the journals. So here we are. Just write it. And I think it's cool just to be, like that prayer of insignificance, I I, I write what I'm. I write my, my, my pain and my flesh all the time. God, I feel like I'm not good enough. I feel like this isn't right. I feel like that, and God can handle it. He'll work with you. And as you get more more long, you can even start to then just be like Moses, Moses in that moment of total dependence—not independence, but dependence on God, where he just. He's, he's standing in the gap on behalf of the army. Hands raised. He's the intercessor. So their benefit, while his arms are raised, you could take moments and just pray for specific people. That's what I do. I like to just put, I just put the names of people. I pray for you. I pray for our dream team. I pray for our staff. I pray for our small group leaders. I pray for my kids. I pray for Renata. I just put names. Just... I don't even have to write out something long. Sometimes it is. Sometimes just write the name, period. Just, just get it real. Just, just. What, what I found for me is sometimes when I think, oh, I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna do the prayer where I, I pray while I'm driving. I almost lose my salvation when I'm driving. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, like, that's a joke. For all of you that are gonna put that and make that something, I'm kidding. I mean, like, the thing I like about being alone with God is I'm just really able to just focus on one thing. Not multitask prayer. I know some preachers are like, you can, you can pray while you're doing it. That's okay. And I believe that. I wanna invite you. Every time I'm with Renata and it's date night and I'm like, I can multitask lots of things on this date. It doesn't go well with me, yeah. right? Here's a better date. You got my soul attention, baby girl, right? I wanna invite you, give God your soul attention. Have a little, season, just a little time each day. God, you got my soul attention. I wanna be with you. You can write in there pray for specific people. I think you can end with just a little bit of that Moses. I'm with you. Show me your glory. Transition me out of I, 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 into my favorite conversation is your favor, your ways. Show me your glory, your presence. That's identified with Christ. In these 21 days, let's go close. Let's get close to God. Will you stand with me? Just place your hand on your heart. Will you just give these 21 days to God? say, God, will you? I want to be a friend of God. Change my life. I want to be your friend. Call my name. Draw me close to you. no excuses. I want to be a friend of God more than I want to be a great worker, more than I want to be a great leader, more than I want to be a great bill payer, more than I want to be efficient or relevant or smart or cool or relevant or happy, or funny. I want to be a friend of God. Draw me close. Just take one moment, just one one prayer that comes out of your heart. Just ask the Holy Spirit. One, one response. One faith step that you could take. If you're willing, would you say, God, I'll spend... 21 days with you. I'll carve out time to be with you each day. Maybe you're in the room and you want to begin your journey with Jesus. I want to lead you just in a quick prayer and giving your life to Christ. The greatest journey the human heart can experience is to be saved by Christ, walk in relationship with him. If you want to begin that journey, it's available to you because of Christ. Just say this, Jesus, I give you my life. Save me today. I don't want to go my way. I want to go yours. I don't want to do my things. I want to do yours. And I want to spend eternity with you. Save me. Heal me. And change me. Father, I ask for these 21 days to be supernatural. I pray that we would write out little ideas that we sense the Holy Spirit say. I pray that ministries would be birthed. I pray that forgiving people, that there's been grudges for decades, be forgiven. I pray that we would pray for lost, hurting people like never before. I pray that we would carry the burden. I think about this summer. A couple of the stories where people came to me in their time alone with you. You gave them ideas. And now they're shifting their time and money from temporal things to eternal things because what they care about is shifted. I just pray for conversations with you. Pray for them to happen in our hearts and our lives. Be at work in your church. We love you today in Jesus' name. Raiden said, Amen. 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 Hey, can we have the prayer team come forward and we're gonna take uh, our offering as we close today? I would invite you. If this is your if this is a spiritual step that you haven't taken to begin to give sacrificially or tithe, I want to invite you to do that. Also, want to invite you. If you want to take a step and join us at the prayer meeting on Wednesday night, it's a great step. we has got a little warehouse. It's off College Street. It's kind of hard because we don't have childcare yet. And it's kind of hard because we're all jammed in there. But it's awesome. You know, I read stories about moves of God. You know, where they had like, what were kind of normal average places but then, because the presence of God was there, they become like legendary. So you can read about that and go visit little chapels in Wales. or I think one day we'll be like, remember the warehouse days? Ooh, presence of God. I wanna invite you if you want to. That was a, that was a big sell, sorry about that. But if you want to, it's kind of just, do we just pray for an hour? 6.30, 7.30 on Wednesday nights. It's not perfect. But it's, it's pretty awesome. God, we give gladly, cheerfully. We thank you for what you're doing. Form us into your people. Form us to where we care about what's on your heart. Wrap us in identity with God. We have that same kind of inner heart that we see in Moses, the friend of God. A famous prophet who ended just saying, I just wanna be near God. I want you more than anything. Let this this song, let this really be our confession. You can have it all. I just want you. I just want you more than anything. I've been with you before. I want to be with you again. I want to be a friend of God. In Jesus' name.